Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. I'm Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Together, we're the founders of Good Egg Investments and creators of the Real Estate Accelerator. We help real estate investors and syndicators build their brands, find the right investors for their deals, and scale their businesses so they can do more and bigger deals. We believe that everyone has the power to make an impact through raising capital and helping people achieve financial freedom through real estate. We invite you to join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can amplify our impact together. We know you're going to love this episode. And hey, be sure to stick around to the end of the show because we're going to reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing real estate podcasts on the planet. Ready? Let's go. All right. Welcome back, friends, to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Dickerson. And today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to Sam Froer. Sam, how are you today? I am doing well, Annie. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to share your experience, your insights, your wisdom with our listeners today. So start by telling us a little bit about, you know, everybody takes a different journey to get into this whole crazy world of real estate. How did you get into it? Yeah, no, good question. And, and it is always fun to understand different people's stories. And uh, it's people like you and others in the space who uh, really inspired me as I was getting started to recognize like, hey, there's a lot of value to, to going bigger. And so as I'm getting my start, let's let's go big. But to take a step back and kind of to, to say how we got to that point was uh, back in college, I was working at a real estate investment trust, uh, underwriting multifamily properties, uh, but had no idea what an amazing asset class or investment structure I'd stumbled into. I was kind of just a punk college kid who <laughs> would put the numbers in the model and would be like, oh, this has a 30% IRR and have no idea what that means and just send it up the ladder. Um, and from there, kind of what everyone was telling me was the cool, sexy place to be was, was tech, was software. And so I left that REIT and jumped into a technology and software career and uh, was an amazing experience. Joined a startup that we went from a couple hundred to a couple thousand employees over a few years and ended up selling uh, the company for, for $8 billion. Uh, and I was just, again, an employee there, but did have some equity uh, in the deal. It was definitely the biggest uh, check that I had ever seen, uh, not a life-changing amount, but enough to be like, okay, this was a great experience. Um, but I also had to take a step back and be like, wow, I just worked uh, so hard for the past four years in order to have this financial event. Like, do I now have to go do this again and again? Like, there's gotta be a better way to have my money, you know, start working for me. That's really okay. where I then jumped into understanding, okay, how can I have my money start to really work for me in the classic reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and those uh, kind of paradigm shifting uh, books. And so from there, in my past real estate uh, experience in college, I was like, okay, I could start in this residential, this flipping you know, area, or there's a lot to be said of jumping in immediately into the multifamily space. And so I decided to, to really get into that. I started taking commercial uh, certified commercial investment member classes, CCIM classes, and just learning as much as I could about the space. And realizing, hey, I would really like to do and be involved in syndications. Smart guy. It's it, interesting, right? How you started out and you sort of fell into this space. And you didn't really, like you had your role in it. 
Um, but you didn't have the bigger picture yet. Then you went off in tech. You had this crazy journey. That's crazy amount of growth, hundreds of employees to thousands of employees. And then going through uh, the sale of the business, um, that must've been quite a ride. And then coming full circle and realizing, Hey, actually I want to be back Mm -hmm. in real estate. So that's such an, you must've made some really great connections along the way as well. Um, and we'll dive into that piece, but so when you decided um, you wanted to, to be in real estate, how did mm-hmm. you get started? Because I think a lot of people get stuck there. They're like, well, I want to break in, but what do I do? Yeah, that's a good question. And I would say like, right, like any advice I could give people as they're jumping into this is just to keep going, right? Like I look to where I am uh, now where we we just acquired our, our first property, 124 unit out in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and what it took right over the past couple of years to, to get to this point, that it was a lot of, okay, I know I want to be in real estate, but what does that look like? And so it was starting to take these classes. It was, I live in Southern California. It was getting my real estate license and even interviewing with brokers and saying like, oh, do I want to be a commercial real estate broker and starting to make calls to potential investors and then recognizing, oh no, I really want to be involved as an investor myself and on the investing side. And so let me start, <clears throat> you know, listening to podcasts like yours. Um, and others in the space to really understand what is it that other people like me are doing and and how can I really grow this in a quicker way. It was attending uh, events and seminars, a lot of it virtual during COVID, uh, but kind of giving me a blueprint and uh, uh, idea of what I could do to execute to actually uh, getting those properties and being involved as a part of that. And so that's kind of would be my suggestion for anyone who's looking to get into this is like, just keep going, continue to take action steps every day. And it's, it's interesting how things slowly start to fall into place as you continue to get yourself informed, as you continue to find and talk to like-minded individuals that things start to happen. That's great advice just to put yourself in the, almost like the path of progress, so to speak, as we talk about in real estate, right? Figuring out where you want to be and then finding the the people, the places uh, where you can naturally surround yourself with a network of people who are already doing what you want to do, or, or maybe have informational interviews with them where you're learning more about what they're doing. So you can either decide that's the path you want to go or cross it off your, your list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so tell us now about that first deal. So you do all this work leading, you're taking classes, you're networking, you're, uh, you're meeting people, talking to people. How did that first deal in Nashville come to be? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, good question, right? And so like you said, doing all, all of those different things and then recognizing and part of what's so wonderful about this space is that you don't have to do it all alone. That there's so much, right? Not only from uh, the, your team of you know, property managers and lawyers uh, and broker relations, et cetera, but specifically like your team members that are helping you run uh, the deal. And so I found uh, a partner, someone I had been uh, closely connected with and an entrepreneur for years. And we both recognized, hey, this is an amazing uh, asset class, great potential investment strategy, not only for ourselves, but all of those that, that we know and we want uh, to be able to bring that to others. And so we st- I really started focusing on that investor relation side to say, let's uh, be ready to bring people in when we have a deal. And my partner started finding great markets that we really liked, markets like Nashville, markets like Atlanta, and establishing broker relationships, really going into 
you know, not only uh, just asking for deal flow, but really establishing relationships with these people that we hope to continue to work with for years. And so it was a lot of submitting, a lot of underwriting, a lot of looking at deals, submitting um, many LOIs, getting into many best and finals to, and again, often losing those uh, those deals by high amounts where we would just scratch our heads and be wondering how anyone's gonna make the returns uh, that they're hoping to with what they're, they're offering. But with this one, uh, again, due to that broker relationship that we had, um, that one of the brokers in Nashville reached out to us and said, hey, we've got this off-market opportunity. Uh, if you feel you can get it at this price, uh, then, uh, then it, basically it's yours. And as we did the deal and recognized the, uh, the cap rate for those of you who are uh, uh, more established in the business, but recognizing what the market could be going for and the price per door versus what we were getting this for, uh, we recognized it was a good one and we, we jumped into it. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's so important, right? Is the, you know, a lot of people think as soon as you get into the space, the deal, you'll find that deal, you'll find the money and you'll be off to the races. But I'm so glad to hear you talking about the, essentially the grind, right? Like before mm -hmm. you got that first deal under contract, it was a lot of work leading up to that point. Yes. No. And that's a great point, right? Like that way it took us, uh, you know, between nine, nine to 11 months of constantly looking at deals of submitting, like this did not just happen uh, overnight. And, and that's something, like you said, I think people have to appreciate that it really is. It's, it's growing and building a business and you're, you're creating something, not only with the relationships, but understanding how to look at these deals correctly in the areas and places you want to be looking. And so it definitely was a lot of upfront work to make it happen. And then like you mentioned too, then with the, the capital piece as well, it was, okay, this is our, our first time raising capital and it's about a four and a half million dollar raise. And so not only do we have to figure that out, which is why we were preparing that whole time uh, to be ready to raise that capital, uh, but then also bringing in other uh, partners, bringing in another capital group who helped raise the capital with us, who's running the asset with us, uh, understanding again that this can be a great team sport uh, to get these larger deals done. Yes, definitely. That team sport aspect is so important. And that's something I want to dig into because I hear a lot of people um, say, well, Annie, I just, I, I want to get in this business. I want to keep going, but I want to find a partner. How do I find a partner? And it sounds like you had some great luck with uh, finding your partner and then also partnering up with this team that you're in this deal with. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about um, how those partnerships came together, what your roles are, how you decided on that, and any advice you might have for others who are looking to establish partnerships. Yeah, good question. And that was something I was really focused in on as I was getting started was understanding, okay, this can be a team sport and recognizing where is it that I feel I could bring value? So that's where I took a step back for myself to be like, where is it that I could bring value to others and saying, okay, I, I think I could really help specifically, um, potentially with the asset management, right? But really with the investor relations with helping bring capital um, as one of the core things that I could do. And then just starting to go to others who I saw as being successful in the space that were already kind of where I wanted to be and being able to present, here's the value that I think I, I see that you need that I could, I could present to you. And so it ended up right happening that it was a partner of someone who I had been close with for a number of years, but it was also a, a lot of work up front of talking to joining mastermind groups and really going out of my way, not to just go to those groups, but to meet as many people as I could one-on-one, -on -one, having a lot of calls, understanding what is it that you're doing? What is it that you potentially need help with or that you're looking uh, to have? And so when I found my initial partner and we decided to work 
work together. It was, you know, a great uh, chemistry just because I've been talking to so many people about, about real estate to find it. But then to bring in this other capital group that happened because I had talked to so many different groups uh, during that time that I knew, hey, this is a group based off the money that they're looking to place and the types of assets that they manage, that this would be a great partnership. And so that I was, because of that existing relationship, bring this deal to them and say, hey, let's let's work to take this deal down together. So a lot of just constantly being involved in the space, uh, nothing that's like exhausting, taking 10, 20 calls a day. No, it's just it's just being consistent, making sure that you're making a few calls a week and you're, you'll be surprised how that starts to just build on itself as you keep going. A little bit more about that capital side and the investor relations. I think you and I share a passion for that, but, you know, probably like, well, at least for me, when I first thought about raising capital before I got into it, I was like, ugh, talk to people about money. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the scariest thing. No, no, no. Thank you. I'd rather be in the spreadsheets behind the scenes. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got into it that I realized how much fun it can be, but tell us a little bit about your experience and why that's been such a strong focus for you. Yeah. Good question. And I think what, because I, I had that same start, right? As I looked back in college, I was look, I was in the numbers. I was the one underwriting and looking at the, the properties. Um, for me, I'd say where the, the passion really came was just starting to really understand what an amazing asset class multifamily is and real estate and what a great investment vehicle uh, it can be that many people just don't know about. Um, when I first started to uh, have some money to be able to like invest in the stock market and jumping in and, you know, thinking that I knew kind of what I was doing, investing in some stocks and losing money and recognizing like, oh my goodness, like I want to invest in something that I can have a lot more control over. Um, and that also has a lot better of a track record as I look at like at the history of not only real estate, but specifically multifamily. And I recognized from the terms of even during recessions, the the potential vacancy that you have that you'll still be able to make your money, cover your debt. Uh, so from like a risk perspective, relatively low compared to um, other other places, the fact that your debt can be locked in and your rents can continue to grow and your uh, the returns that you can can get can just continue to to increase the tax advantages, right? As you're doing 1031 exchanges from depreciation, like all of this, as I learned more and more about it, just got me so excited for investing for myself. And because I'm in no way like a, a salesperson by nature, um, but to find something that I really saw as a great investment vehicle, I got really passionate to being like, I want to be able to share this with others because most people don't recognize what a great investment vehicle this can be. Um, and I wanted to be able to bring that to them. And so it was a little intimidating, yes, but it's also something like, there's no way I would feel comfortable going out and talking to people about like a startup company and saying like, you know, trust me with your money and like, hopefully this will turn out. But it's like, no, this is a stable, real asset that is cash flowing. And here's our business plan. And here's how it's been done for decades uh, and longer and continue to be successful. And that's what we're going to do here. Like, that's something that got me excited that I realized I can go share this with people. Yeah, it's almost like... Um... It's almost like you had discovered this um, like secret hidden hole in the wall restaurant, right? Bit. That nobody knows about that. You're like, oh my gosh, guys, I just experienced this. this is changing my life. And that it's like this inner energy and passion that just flows over and you just want to tell everybody about it. Yeah. And I think that it helps that, that piece too helps help the conversation. Like this was the first deal that we had done. So it was the first time I was raising capital, uh, but was, was able to bring in uh, a few million dollars for the deal. And again, that came to, this was something that 
it was easy to, I guess you could say, quote unquote, pitch. It was easy to share with people because people understand real estate. They understand like, hey, it's this, this thing that could be valuable, but to really show like, hey, here's this property, here's our business plan, here's the returns that you could be getting. Um, it ended up being an easier conversation because they could see, they could capture the vision themselves of, of what it could be as you are sharing, right? And I don't want to say that that raising that money was was easy. It took a lot of time, a lot of effort, but having those conversations with people ended up just being a lot of fun because it was just sharing with them an exciting opportunity. So now that you've got that deal in Nashville under your belt, I assume mm-hmm. that's going well so far. What's next mm-hmm. for you guys? Yeah, good question. We were we were really happy with that one. Uh, uh, it's already been appraised at uh, uh, almost five million dollars more than what we we bought it for, and so no really, yeah, so very. Very exciting. Yeah, again, like this was uh, a great opportunity that came from a lot of work, but to find an off-market uh, deal uh, that we have two partners that we're not getting along and we're looking to offload quickly, and we were happy to jump on it and exciting to, to get it as our first deal. As we're looking uh, towards the future, uh, not stopping, right? That we're consistently and constantly looking at uh, a variety of deals. and uh, A few of these top markets, uh, we're looking to um, partner again with potentially bigger and larger groups. We're actually looking at a uh, $160 million uh, deal out in Nashville, Tennessee currently, uh, which again, quite big for us, but we've found partners who it's not as big for. And so we're able to bring them deals and to, again, this team aspect to potentially take down larger things really uh, together. And so we're, we're moving forward full steam ahead. Love it. One more question before we wrap. MGW Ventures. Tell us how you came up with that name and what that means to you. You know, that is a great question. Uh, This started uh, with my partner and he was doing this on his own before I joined him about a, a month later. And it was just his initials. And I was not worried in any way. We were very focused on finding the deals, finding, you know, growing a business together that it, it's funny that I, like six months later, I'm like, I wonder if we should have changed our name to something that was a larger group dynamic. Uh, but again, we were just focused on our investors on the deals. And so for now, it, it remains uh, my partner's initials and it, it probably will, which I'm okay with. Love it. Love it. Well, even as we're talking, I'm like, hmm, what could you do with those initials? Like maximize, yeah, I know. Maybe grow we your wealth. Maybe change that acronym like, at some point. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Like I there's a it. lot you could do with that. And, you know, nobody has to know that. It's, I like I mean, it, Annie. Next we, time, we next know time we'll talk. Next time we <laughs> yeah. talk, I'll, I'll have you ask me that question again. And I'll, I'll have a fantastic acronym. There we go. What it means there and we the, go. the inspiring vision that it creates. <laughs> well, I love it. Well, that's what I love about building a brand is like you get the opportunity to design the multiple layers of meaning um, mm-hmm. and to really build that experience for your investors, which it sounds like you're absolutely doing. So, oh, I love Sam. It. Tell our listeners if they want to follow up, learn more about all that you're doing, learn more about Nashville, all the things that you should be doing before you get into that first deal. What's the best place that they can go to learn more? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say, please do feel free to reach out to, to me as I, uh, for many of you that are just getting started or are early in the space, like happy to connect, happy to share uh, anything that I can that will be of value to you all, please uh, check us out and you can reach us on our website at mgwventures.com or even reach out to me just directly on LinkedIn as you'll see uh, Sam Frower and uh, my name in, in the notes of the podcast. Sam Frower of uh, MGW Ventures. Thank you, you so much, it. Sam. 
for being here with us and our listeners today. And to all of our listeners, you heard him definitely be sure to follow up with Sam. We've only skimmed the surface here. So definitely dig in to learn more. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight. If you are a real estate investor or syndicator who would like to be on this podcast, please visit syndicationspotlight.com. And please also join the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight Facebook group so we can connect with you and learn more about you. And if you got something out of this episode, we'd love it if you could subscribe to this show and give us a rating and review. We promise to read your feedback and take action to continue to make this show even better and more valuable for the real estate syndication community. My name is Annie Dickerson. And I'm Julie Lamb. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Real Estate Syndication Spotlight community.